This program is part of the Infinite Potato Alliance. Visit us at InfinitePotato.com. I'm Jared Stern. I think people should listen because we're desperate for attention right now. (laughs) I'm also Jared Stern. This is what I like to call an exercise in benign narcissism. And you're Between Two Sterns. Hello. There we go. Could you not hear me before? Like a second before you jumped on, I realized that my speakers were through my computer. Mm. So we almost had a hello, 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 hello echo situation in the beginning of the episode. A loop, yes. An endless loop. Well, I'm glad we avoided the endless loop, both for us and for our listeners who are listening, who are listening, who are listening, who are listening, who are listening. Based off of that, I feel like the other name for this podcast is the endless loop. I think that that, yeah, it is. It is. It's the endless loop and the the necessary distraction <laughs> is what it Agreed. is. Agreed. I'll be uh, honest. I think I, I think I've gone a little stir crazy not talking to you each week. For the past couple of weeks, I know it's uh, we. It's been a, a bit of a gap, and that uh, that's why last episode was so goddamn necessary. Was because I don't know if I could have done the show again if I didn't do that. I think that it was an important thing for you to have done. Uh, I think that even just the tone of your voice says that you're in a a not good. Far from good, but a better <laughs> yeah. emotional space. Sure. No, I mean, I'm 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 good until I'm not. Like yeah. that's that's kind of where I'm at right now. And I've been kind of embarking on a tour of of what I like to call hashtag self care. Oh, like, very I, nice. I've been I've been treating myself. Yeah. To stuff to just take my mind off of things. Um, before I, I I tell you about all that though, I wanna I wanted to to just talk about just one other thing. Uh, regarding the last episode first of all thank you to everyone who listened to it it was not an easy listen i completely understand that it was not easy to do and i understand it was probably not very easy uh to listen to but thank you to everyone who listened to everyone who reached out uh i had several people who messaged me uh and and uh, basically basically just said you know uh we're thinking about you and uh they liked the you know they appreciated the overall tone of the show and yeah i thought it was a good tribute and all that other good stuff and which is great i mean i much like when i was giving the eulogy i don't know how anyone understood what the fuck i was saying because i was blubbering through most of it but but again thank you thank you for listening to it and uh one of the things that i found most overwhelming through all of this has been the support the the caring and support of people who i have not thought of for a long time like i'll be perfectly honest like there there are people that 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 reached out to me that i had not talked to in years and just the fact that they cared enough to to say something that it, it meant a lot i saw people at the funeral that i had not seen in years um and one of the things i didn't mention on on the last show is it was uh it was packed (laughs) i mean i guess that's the that's the goal at the end is to sell out your last show but uh but yeah he touched so many lives and i think it's uh you know 
it's something a goal for us all to shoot for is to lead a life that will uh, have that kind of a turnout when it's uh, when it's all said and done. So, so yeah, so that's beautiful. That's really beautiful. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I, and I'm so you know, it's so funny because you and I are not biologically related, but I no. feel like we're related at this point. Like I have that level of like love and like connection with you that like when you and I first started this podcast, like maybe around episode six or seven is when we started getting into like the deep stuff. Like we're mm -hmm. not dating each other. We're not not related and also not dating each other. I just want to make that clear. But like completely clear. Yes. A lot of this podcast was us just getting to know each other as well. We talk about this all the time. We don't talk during the week for fear of jeopardizing the podcast and also because we're lazy. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we don't prepare for any of this. <laughs> if you haven't put that together yet, but you know, I talked about my sister and these things that I've gone through. And I remember having these conversations with you and you can go back and listen to that with you going, I don't know what the fuck I would do if I was presented with situations like that. And right. in our time together, you now have been presented with situations like that. And let me tell you something, my dude you stepped the fuck up you stepped up well, like i'm sure your mother would absolutely agree with me that you have stepped up you've helped her you've helped the fat like it's it's never easy when that moment comes when you got to step up but you did as well as anyone could expect to do given how little you've experienced any of this type of stuff in your life yeah you know? and yeah I'm yeah happy. yeah it, it's all been uh you know just a it's an it's been an awful experience to to you know to be a part of but yeah. one thing i have found from everyone who has reached out to me is that it is an all too common experience yep so many people have told me how they have also have they have also been touched by this by this type of tragedy in their lives um and it's yeah, it, it, it's a club with way too many members is what it is. It's interesting so, yeah. because we, we won't we won't talk about tragedy this entire podcast. Right, because sure, guys, no, of course not. We know good well enough to know not to play our hits back to back, right? Everybody <laughs> loves a good tragedy episode. We're not going to do two in a row. But I remember when I went through my divorce, which I speak very, very little about, but I did go to a support group, a codependence anonymous group, and it was fascinating to me because I've never had an ego or a pride issue about admitting my faults or my shortcomings. But a lot of people think it's the act of telling your story that is really cathartic, that, that lets you let go of that information. And it's not. It is sitting in a room and listening to 50 other people all explain that they are going through the exact same thing you're going through. Yeah. And you never told them what it was for them to kind of have the information. And you feel you feel less alone. You feel less crazy. You feel yeah. less isolated with the pain and sit there and go, this is something we all have to go through. And as you or everybody who's listening and have reached out to your show, so supportive and empathetic during it. Like it brings you people that you didn't know cared as much as you they did. You know? I mean, I, I had, I had people, well, uh, one guy who listens to the show and doesn't, but has no other connection to us other than he listens to the show uh messaged me on instagram really and, yeah and another guy who just kind of follows me on facebook and maybe saw me at a comedy club like 20 years ago or 10 years ago or whatever messaged me privately too That's... like it's the it's been so weird just to see 
the gamut of people, like people that I know, people that I've 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 had relationships with in the past, but haven't haven't spoke spoken to for various reasons. Yeah, they were like there was a, people a come out of the woodwork people, for this. People come out of the woodwork from, for this stuff from, from from high school and college who I had not seen pretty much. I mean, it, it it had been a long long time, and he was he showed up at the funeral. I was like, wow. I mean, that thank you. You completely did not have to do this. Death. And, will bring people death will allow people to put aside grievances put aside hate put a, they will allow people to reconnect unless you are an ex of mine whenever i deal with death <laughs> exes of mine radio silent don't give a yeah. shit but unless you're in that particular subset of a subset of a subset people are generally um good about it and yeah. I, I'm ha- like I'm glad you're in higher spirits. A little behind the scenes stuff for uh, for between two Stearns fans. Last week's episode should have been like 47 minutes long. <laughs> Jared yeah. sends me so again we don't talk during the week, so we'll text. You know, I check in on Jared to make sure he's doing okay. But like this past week's been really busy for me and really so. He's like, I want to do the podcast, and we're like, you sure? It was kind of the last minute before we really realized we were going to do it. And so because we don't talk during the week, I just jumped right into it with my normal, hey, buddy, how's it going? And we did like 17 minutes about fantasy football on the front end before Jared And goes, I was like, I didn't want to stop you because I was like, I, 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 knew, what I, just I knew what I was going to do. <laughs> so Jared sends me the edit back and it's just like fantasy football where I felt like your wife in the sense that, or no, I felt that you were, whatever the, the dynamic is where somebody wants to talk about fantasy football and somebody's just placating the other person. And they're like, yeah, Jared, <laughs> you're fantasy football, you're watching, I'm so happy for you. And then Jared hard stops and goes, you know uh, what I really want to talk about. And then that's the episode. So he sends it over to me and he's like, I didn't really cut much out of it. And I listened to this fucking thing three times in a row before I was like, I have to cut the entire first half of this episode. <laughs> the tone like i cannot begin to express to everyone the tonal shift of the app it would be like us here and then immediately going into that second half and it's a far better episode for it yeah Um, no i mean i was i was (laughs) at the time i was like listen i don't give a shit let's just put it out as is and and you were like no we have to cut out the whole oh yeah you were like no it's fine and i was like and i don't know if you were being polite because you didn't want like me to lose my friend no there's no politeness there at all Guys, if we ever become famous and we end up on a talk show, it'll never happen. But if it ever does, <laughs> we will bring the raw edit of this so that you can see the moment in my eyes where I'm like, oh, we're not doing anything like this. This is okay. This is what we're doing this week. Yeah. Like there's I, mean, a... <laughs> I, I kind of thought that would, that went without saying, which is why when you started it, we did with it. In the I, beginning, you were so like, I don't want to talk about any of this on the podcast. And then it kind of oh, went, so no, 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 I, no, 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 I, And again, we had never really I, coordinated about it afterwards. So I was like, I'm just going to go in normal. And if it changes, it changes. I'm sorry if I if I had any kind of mixed message no. beforehand. The reason why with like the, the, the episode prior, like episode 74, when I when I eventually brought up what my dad was going through at the time, um, the reason why. I was kind of being yeah. a mum about it was because I was just trying to respect his privacy. Which uh, totally makes sense. I also yeah. thought that you didn't want to put it out there for yourself as well, that it became. I, at, at that point it had gotten, it, be, it had become unavoidable. Yeah. Uh, that's because fair. it was, it was kind of, you know, if I, if I was in the wrong headspace, we weren't, a, we, I wasn't in any condition to record. And that was just 
one small male slot of a, of, yeah. a, of a space for me to fit, fit in being able to talk about any of it. Uh, so, so yeah, so that's, that's the reason why I wasn't like when, it, when, when he was first diagnosed, like, yeah, yeah, I was able to, but like, I didn't want to cross the line and like, I didn't want to sure. ask. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go into this normally. And you know, if, if any of you go back and listen to like, you didn't listen to last week's episode and you're listening to this first and you're like, holy shit, what the fuck happened last week on this episode that we need to catch up on? Please understand that if the edit in the beginning seems a little hard, there's <laughs> no real introduction. that's because almost an entire episode of Friends was cut out of the front half of this. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, yeah. but yeah. So, so, so like I said, uh, I, I, I'm happy to be, to be, back doing this because this show is a is a necessary distraction i like to i'm glad that i now have this back as a kind of weekly thing because I, like i said i've i've gone on a a a tour of of self care oh talk self-care. me talk talk me through self care for jared stern well i mean it's just it, mostly it's just making sure that i'm around other people that yep. are, and, 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 and doing things that I enjoy. So yeah. the, the first bit of it was, uh, I got my, I, I got tickets to, a to a wrestling show that was in town. Uh, okay. AEW, AEW rampage was, was in town. And so me and my buddy Seth, uh, went and to check that out. So that, cool. that was cool. And then after that, Andrea had her, um, her company convention was out in Austin, Texas. And so I accompanied her to Austin. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's cool. Uh, we weren't exactly in the <clears throat> most fun part of Austin. It was like a different part of the city. Yeah, I, I've been to Austin. Austin's pretty fun. Yeah, no, it is. But this, we weren't like in the honky tonk area. We weren't like where it's like there's live music on every. Yeah. Did you do? The, uh, did you? Uh, did you do Franklin Barbecue? No, no. That yeah, we did eat at one of our favorite restaurants. Uh, we we had been to Austin oh, a couple okay. of years back. Um, and it's a place called Odd Duck. And if you ever get back to Austin, do yourself a favor and eat it. Odd Duck, it's really fucking good. It was so weird. So we were so we were staying in this in this big uh, in this big hotel. The uh, I guess I think it's the Hilton that was right next to the convention center. And so we're we're staying on we're on the very top floor, uh, which is not to say it's like a penthouse suite or anything. We're just on the top floor of a hotel. But there was something weird about this hotel. When you when you go to a hotel and you you push an elevator button yes and, and the elevator arrives what happens i mean the door's open correct right, the door the door's open but what tells you that the door's opening i believe there's it's usually accompanied by some sort of ding oh it is normally accompanied by some sort of ding yeah That's some sort of right. auditory alert so that if somebody is say blind they right. are aware that the elevator has arrived nope these, what? these elevators <laughs> did not ding it was so strange because I, it, it, it's like a it's a there are a bank of uh, six elevators, three on a side, yeah. and I was I pushed the button and I and I looked down at my phone because that's what you do when you're trying to pass yeah. any amount of time, and I was like, what "The fuck's the elevator?" And then I pushed the button again, and then I just happened to look up and one of the elevators behind me opened with no. Uh, I mean, a, a light turned on, but I no sound at all. No sound at not even all. like a Star Trek whoosh, like a nope, nothing. nothing. These are stealth elevators. Like I had to keep my head on a swivel every time. 
I pushed the button to go downstairs. I've heard of no slam drawers and no slam cabinets, but this is just dangerous. No ding elevators. We just, just, this is unbelievable. Yeah, it was, it it was very strange. Uh, But Austin was, was fun. Um, They had, uh, they had some cool speakers at their uh, convention, kind of like motivational type uh, speakers, a guy who's a a quad, like one of 10 quadruple amputees that lived Mm -hmm. um, and how he's, surviving through all of that and thriving and you know talking about how you, you can apply good at his his uh, can-do spirit to to your business and that sort of thing but also uh emmett smith uh former running back for the dallas cowboys oh for the for the super bowl champion dallas cowboys back when that was the thing he spoke um were and, you aware uh, that there were going to be motivational speakers they, they normally have like speakers that open the show open the convention each day on the convention floor. Um, Were you aware going into a situation coming off of the tragedy that you just had, where you could be feeling maybe a little down that you were going to sit and listen to motivational speakers, motivate you about your positivity and your energy and all that going forward. Or was that like one of your like Larry David, just being like, where you're like, now I got to sit here for two hours and listen to this shit. Well, where were you at on the reaction spectrum? Thankfully, uh, they were not like, you know, two hour speeches, okay. but, uh, but no, they, uh, I mean, I, I, I found the, the amputees story fascinating and he was, he was very engaging and very funny throughout. He was a, he was a very good public speaker. Nice. Um, but, and I, 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 I found myself, you know, uh, just constantly going back to, you know, uh, my dad, because yeah, with, my dad was a, a, a Redskins fan. I mean, now Commanders, but he was a Redskins fan. And um, and but he 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 loved the team, but he knew that Emmett Smith was the best player in football. Oh, okay. He knew nice that he that Emmett Smith was the best running back. And so, listening to him speak, yeah, you know, I was just thinking, boy, it'd be nice if I could tell him that I heard Emmett Smith talk. So. That was. You're going to start experiencing a billion, let's call them white rabbit moments from Mm -hmm. Matrix. Where, so you familiar with the white rabbit from Matrix? Yeah, sure. Where once he sees it, now he sees it everywhere. So you can extrapolate that and go any type of pattern. Like once you see, but like you will, there are going to be a thousand things that will constantly, and they're, by the way, they're going to start out sad. And they're just going to start bringing you joy at one point. Like, I don't know when it shifted for me from just like the absolute like tragedy of losing Caitlin to just like moments where it just reminds me of her. And I just smile and I feel warm and I feel so grateful that these little moments continue to happen that make me go, oh, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there, this is a thing that's going to tw- pivot no. at some point in a really beautiful way. I, I cannot wait for that. <laughs> right now I it can't. sucks. Right, but right now it's, it's like, terrible. Like there was, there was a silent auction and there was like a, uh, like, you know, golf stuff signed by Rory McIlroy. I'm like, wow, that'd be really cool to bid on for my dad. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so anyway, so uh, Austin was, was fun. Uh, did a lot of drinking on the company dime, which nice. was nice. Uh, that's one of the things that I always enjoy about going to, going to Andrea's, uh, company conventions is that the, that the alcohol is always free. Mm. Um, 
but uh so so we we uh we came back from uh from austin and the next day uh i went to a concert that i've been waiting for for like a year uh weird al yankovic oh i remember you talking about this he played the kennedy center on his uh ill-advised vanity uh, vanity tour part de. we saw uh I, I saw him when he came through on this tour uh back in like 2017 2018 um and so that was cool and i got a chance to uh go backstage because i have I, i've developed a friendship with emo phillips yes who yeah. is who was the opening act for that tour and he was kind enough to get us backstage when we went there the last time but now with everything you know all the yeah covid stuff and whatever but man i'll tell you what emo phillips is the nicest goddamn guy i have ever i just i it's it's been a it's been an absolute blessing to to get to get to know him and just that's awesome i'm, I'm just a I'm just some dude he worked with, but like, you're not right. But, 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 but yeah, but no, it, it, it's like, I, I always, I always feel like I'm being presumptuous, you know, when I'm, when I yeah. message him or, or, or ask him about, so ask him about stuff. Uh, so let me tell you about what a mensch emo Phillips is. Please do. So I went, I went to, to weird Al with again, my buddy Seth and his son, Ethan. And, uh, and first of all, emo sends me his, his phone number and says mm. go ahead go ahead and text me after the show and we can see about meeting up and and saying hi i was like cool and then so after the show uh texting back and forth with him and we he says you know look for the black bus outside and so so we did and uh he was there and he had you know he he's still in full protective mode he apparently has not caught covid yet even though every single other person on that tour including al has and they're on a tour bus together good for him good for yeah. him <laughs> so we were this was a distance to low but we got a chance to to kind of uh talk yeah. talk to him and uh, some some of his family were there like uh his cousin and her and uh and her husband were there and they were you know we were just uh talking about they're planning a trip to Africa and my, my uh, and Seth had, had been to Africa. And so for some reason they were, they were able to commiserate about that, but I didn't, I didn't say anything to emo about all, all the shit that I've been going through uh, because I didn't want to bring the mood down. And uh, we, we got a, we got a couple pictures with him. Very nice guy, you know? Uh, and I, I, I texted him after, after we parted ways I said, "Hey, listen. Thank you again. You know, great to talk to you. Thanks for thanks for doing that for us." And I and I was like, "Listen, I didn't want to didn't want to mention it, but this is what happened." Yeah. Next day, I'm running errands with my mom. You know, because we've got to get her to some sense of equilibrium with everything happening. Yeah. Uh, and we're in the car, and he fucking calls me. He calls you. Emo Phillips called me. He called you. Yes. Okay. And and he say, he says you know I, I, uh, my sincerest condolences and uh, so sorry that you went through that and you know his 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 ex wife recently passed also from an I don't know from 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 uh, from a cancer uh, I don't know if you know who Judy Tenuta is mm -mm. No. also a, a a comedian of some repute from back 
back in the 80s and 90s they were they were married uh for a time um but yeah he but we talked for like 10 15 minutes that's kind of incredible yeah and you know he's just you know i'm so glad that the that the you know you got some enjoyment from the concert and uh we were talking about uh his closing joke and he's like well what do you think does it work as a closer does it work better as a you know it's like an encore i'm like i i'm not going to tell you what to close with i think it's a great joke but uh but man, he was just, he's such a nice guy. And it That's was, awesome. it was, it was really, it was very cool. Cause I, cause Emo Phillips was one of the guys, one of the comedians that my dad kind of introduced me to. It was That's awesome. Stephen Wright and Emo Phillips and yeah. George Carlin and, and those. And I think he always delighted in the fact that we yeah. developed a friendship. So, so that was cool. That's um, pretty cool. And then. And then over the weekend, uh, I went to the Renaissance Festival. Did you? Yeah. Nice. The last, the last day of the Maryland Renaissance Festival and uh, got me a, a giant turkey leg. By the way, uh, the real, uh, I think the the real gauge of where inflation is at yeah. in the United States is uh, roasted turkey leg prices How at much? the Maryland Renaissance. Nine bucks nine dollars i remember I'm pretty ba- sure we back paid like in my 12 or 13 for it well whatever back in my day i remember when they were like five dollars yeah so inflation's a real thing it's a very real thing the even whole back, world is collapsing even in the renaissance uh <laughs> that's uh it, it, it's a thing so it was it was cool we uh we hung out there and saw some of the shows uh there's a, a a comedy troupe called shakespeare scum that does like shakespeare parodies very okay. funny um we checked them out and uh yeah no it was and, and, and it was a good time and uh you know the, the the rain held off which was nice so that was that's just always that's that's kind of been my hey let me get my mind off it this yeah. way hey let me get my mind off it this way so so that that that's what i've been doing how about you what have you been up to Method. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we've been giving you short shrift yeah. <laughs> uh getting destroyed in fantasy football uh, uh well, but after that yeah. and i thought winning was a state of mind come Whatever. on now <laughs> now i care now i'm invested and i care what is what is what else oh this will piss you off oh, i'm almost like a full vegetarian now i had an incident and it you had an you incident know, I we've talked about how sometimes I have an incident with meat and then it becomes a thing for me. <laughs> what, so, what what potentially gross thing did you encounter that turned you off of meat? So because the footballs is now a part of the weekly tradition, yeah. football-y things are as well. So we stream the game in home and mm-hmm. then we go out and we pick up like buffalo wing, chicken wings and then sure. I air fry them delicious that sounds great yeah and i make them very very good as i cook most things that i might not eat very good so we do them one week they're spectacular i like thrice crisp them right cook Ooh. them a little bit pull them out put them, uh, put them make my own sauces and shit like i'm all over this right this sounds week, spectacular so spectacular far. week two what, what i throw them you? in and two of the wings start bleeding in my uh air fryer <laughs> And I well, love it. In that moment, raw, I, that happens. Correct. But in that moment, I realize I don't need to eat anything that bleeds anymore. This is like I'm done eating oh, things that on. bleed. In my, which, by the way, we're gonna. I'm, I'm a little bit peppier than I've been recently. I'll explain that as well. So, uh-huh. 
this was a couple of weeks ago. So that's when like I started going like very pescatarian. Like I'll have tuna fish every so often, I'll have shrimp every so often. But you I haven't had fish has blood in it. You know I'm that. aware of this. And I know that this is going to be brought up, but guess what? I'm going to tolerate fish and I'm going to tolerate like fish for now because otherwise I'm going to die. I need protein source somewhere. <laughs> sure. But I did start making black bean burgers, which are, okay. and I make the shit out of these things. My black bean burgers include uh, black beans, <laughs> corn, onion, carrots, some mushrooms, and my new favorite food, something that has become maybe the most versatile item in my kitchen, in my pantry right now. It's you're going to hate it. And that I'm would be hate it. lentils. Oh, oh I don't my. Mind. You like, like lentils? lentils? Yeah, lentils Ugh. are good. Lentils are good. Lentils have lentils have come in clutch. But my black bean burgers are amazing. But more importantly, upon doing this, I've realized that I'll eat some pork every so often. I'll eat some chicken every so often. But I really haven't been eating that much meat. I love like a good burger if it's around, mm-hmm. and I'll eat a cheesesteak every once in a while. But like, okay. I realized that I have been suffering from a severe iron deficiency. (laughs) I'm working out at the gym like an hour and a half every day, and I'm trying to fuel that with protein shakes and tuna fish. Like, I I could not figure out. I had a moment the other day where I'm like, my head started hurting. Every Like, I felt jaundice. Everything was getting yellow around the perimeter. Like, you know, in a video game, if you're like sick or something, they'll like create a visual effect to give where it's like yellow around the perimeter of the screen. That's what I felt like. And I'm like sitting there, I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, all right, break down what you're doing, figure this out. So I'm like, okay, okay. And then I was like, I looked at my men's once a day vitamin thing. And I was like, what am I not getting? Is it is it zinc? Is it magnesium? I'm going through and I was like, eh, where is iron? Why is iron not in this pill? No iron in this pill. It's a once a day vitamin with no iron. So I went to the store and picked up iron supplements today. I took one at three o'clock and I feel like I've been rejuvenated back from the dead. Like <laughs> I was starting to fall asleep at 4.30 in the afternoon. That's how, anyway, so that's been well, my- Well, I'm happy to hear that you're, that, that you're, you've got all your vitamins and minerals. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm getting to that age where it's very important to keep the, the chemical equilibrium. I don't equilibrium. hear about you getting to any age. I'm 40 years old. Yeah. It is irrelevant I mean, that I don't look 40. I am whatever. this age. Uh, I'll I'll say to you what I say to everybody else who is substantially younger than me. I would happily tear your heart out and eat it if it meant I could be 40 again. <laughs> so, well, although if there's no iron in it, then I guess I would. <laughs> I was going to say, I'd suggest keeping your own at that point. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you, you did mention the fantasy football. And since, since, yeah. since that part was excised out of the last episode <laughs> for tonal tonal reasons we might as well touch on it here at first week of fantasy football both of us big wins you huge you had a, you huge, had a huge win and crushed I it barely squeaked by uh it is now we're in i think we're week eight we're in yeah. week eight uh pulling what, it up. what is your record currently so you know how uh people always tell you to mind your p's and q's Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I have an abundance of cues that I'm I'm dealing with. Every single player on my team is questionable. Oh, Everyone. No. Each week they have that. Hey, you play football? I don't know. Maybe. Like everybody's. <laughs> there's constantly questions going on. I have went from casually observing this goddamn thing 
to being deeply invested in the health and well-being of people who I could not care less about. The entire team of mine is being held on the shoulders of Jalen Hurts and the mm -hmm. Philadelphia Eagles. And it is magnificent, the conflict in the house, because Val's a diehard Giants fan. I would consider myself a pretty solid Giants fan at this point. I've been watching them week over week. I know the players. But I mentioned it last week in the parts that got cut out. Watching the Giants is like watching the movie Rudy every week. Okay? It's actually less than Rudy. I, I I had this argument with somebody in New York. This is how invested in this sport that you love I've gotten into, where mm -hmm. they keep getting on, on Jones's case of the Giants. And I've had to explain to somebody that if he has no offensive line, it is impossible to judge this fucking quarterback. This man is our second best running back on the team. It's it's Barkley and Jones have the yeah. longest yards for running the football on the New York Giants. And it is absurd that people judge this man who has to make snap decisions every second because nobody on the offensive line can hold the line. I am so happy. You don't understand how proud I am right now that you're. Oh, I'll go even further. Everybody's talking about how the Giants need a wide receiver. The Giants don't need a wide receiver. See, here's the thing. Most people would dump a ton of money into a high-end wide receiver. But guess what? That's the same dilemma with having Barkley on the Giants. Because Barkley's on the Giants, they know that Barkley is always going to run the ball up the middle whenever there is a play in need. If we only have one good uh, wide receiver, then the ball is always going to that good wide receiver. Because we have two like decent wide receivers, nobody knows where the ball is going because it's nobody's it's a guessing game. <laughs> what we need is to dump money into an offensive line that can protect the quarterback. It seems like the most fundamental, simple aspect of the game. It does, but and it is shocking how how few teams actually have anything like that. Well, but, then uh, you flip over and watch the Eagles, and this is like a well-oiled machine at this point. I mean, my God, Hertz could take a nap for 15, 20 seconds of every hike and still have enough time to throw the ball. It is, a, and I, 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 again, I never really followed the Eagles, but I know they went through their dark times as well. Sure. And they went, did it, was it the Eagles that they went, we're going to be bad for 17 years and then we're, or seven years. And then we're eventually going to be, or that might've been the Sixers. I don't know. At some point. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was the Sixers. It was trust the, the Sixers. Process, <laughs> They're what, like, trust the process. Said. It's going to be seven years. And it's like, I would love to have a job where I could be like, guys, listen, I'm going to be terrible at my job at this fantastic salary for seven years. And then eventually maybe I'll do the job well. But anyway. You just wait. <clears throat> watching, the, watching the Giants is watching a great underdog story every week. Watching the Eagles. They're they're killing it. I'm happy either way. The Eagles go. I'm happy. The Giants go. I'm happy. Uh, it, it's a win win for me. Well, I, I I'm very happy that fantasy football is there for me again. Mm -hmm. uh, another bit of self care. Um, yeah. Because since reality has sucked a hard one uh, these last uh, this last month and a half, um, or ongoing two months now, um, it's like. I have th I have three fantasy football teams. I, I have the league were, that, yeah. that, that that I'm in with you guys, and then uh, I, I, one with my uh, college, my old college sketch comedy mm -hmm. uh, alumni, and then uh, another one with a buddy of mine in New York. I have three teams. We're through week seven. I have lost a combined three times. Wow! 
I have one team that's completely undefeated. I have one team with one loss, and I've I'm I have I've I've suffered my first losing streak because I lost two in a row in in our league. But yeah, so wait, I don't know what it is. Very quickly, what yeah. are the size of all of your leagues? Like how many how many teams are in our league versus your other two? So ours is a twelve team league. Okay. The uh SketchUp League, the the league, the um sketch comedy group league is also 12, 12 teams. And then the other one I'm in is a ten team league. So there are is more ten players. team more standard? It is. I mean, it it, it, I, it is, but I think twelve teams better because I think because <clears throat> there are more players yeah. in, in in play, it it forces you to kind of think on the fly a little bit more because there because are that fewer was players my... available. Because obviously I'm I'm swapping and trading every week at this point just to kind of scrape for points every week, but <clears throat> there's nobody available to get. No, I know there's nothing. You just kind of have to keep an eye out on the on the in, for injury reports. Yeah, you have to watch for people who are potentially being benched, like that, like is what's going on in Indianapolis oh, right now. They just benched their quarterback. Um, You'd be so and, proud of where I'm at right now because I just like last week figured out what an IR position was, an injured oh, reserve. So okay. my eye is because it's an empty slot for me, but my eye is on a couple of players who are only being taken out because they need surgeries so that they can come back strong next season. And my intention is to pick one of those players oh. up to lock into my injured reserve position so that and then if, keep them for next season keep them for next season if they do well and if somebody on my team gets injured that i want to keep i'll knock them out interesting not bad interesting huh? well i i'm i'm like i said it warms my cockles that you have embraced uh and finally embraced this and are showing some enthusiasm and engagement in what we are doing jared um, but- i cannot stress enough how there is nothing to do up here in watertown <laughs> like, there's let me explain to you how little there is to do in Watertown. I'm fully invested in fantasy football. And by the way, everything that I have said to you tonight is of my own opinion. And none of it has been regurgitated from Val. Val not a, is not, uh, not, Val's a not off camera holding a gun to your head or something? Not a single thing that I have said. She would never let me talk positively about the Eagles. <laughs> <laughs> not a single thing to the point where because I support her and I love her. Uh, if you're downstairs and you say, uh, Ziggy, or stop, Ziggy, stop. I'll just use Alexa because we had to change the words because the commercials were triggering the devices. If you say, Alexa, Giants football, then all of the lights in the living room turn to red and blue Giants oh, colors. Wow. If you say, we're going to the Super Bowl, then all of the colors turn to the Giants colors. However, if you say, Alexa, not the Giants, then everything turns to Eagle Green. Both a combination of their current ones and the classic Kelly Green Eagles colors. Yeah, yeah. I've got Fancy pants. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, it's... I, I had to drag you kicking and screaming, and I, I, I'm glad you finally found some. I'm glad you're with somebody who could help nurture that, because I know you didn't have that before uh, with the person you were dating for content. Correct. Uh, yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> hey, everybody. Thanks for sticking your ears between two sterns. Please leave us a five-star review. 
even if it's a sarcastic one. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have an idea for the show? Or are you also Jared Stern? Shoot us an email. You can find links to everything at jaredstern.com.